0: Om Sang page one, the introduction. Even to talk about the Bhagavad Gita stimulates consciousness. To contemplate it inspires the most noble understanding. To study every syllable of every line gives rise to an experience of personal transformation. Gita changes from an intellectual pursuit into an intuitive expression. Words fail to pay tribute to the stimulation attained through the Gita. That is why every sadhu in every generation should rewrite the Gita, retranslate it into contemporary language and symbols, which are meaningful to the understanding of that culture in terms of time, place, and circumstances. Let as many interpreters as possible share their understanding of the message of Gita with as many as wish to understand. The more individuals who accept even a portion of these noble ideals into their lives, the more this creation will manifest peace and harmony. This interpretation of the Gita takes its key from the very first word of the first verse, Dharma. We translate Dharma to be the ideal of perfection. Other translations say variously on the field of Kuru, on the field of sacred duty, in the holy field of Kurukshetra, in the place of pilgrimage at Kurukshetra, on the sacred soil of Kurukshetra, and in other ways relate to a history of events that have taken place in the distant past, in a distant land, rather than to a present reality which all of us are experiencing today and every day. Dharma means the ideal of perfection. Kuru means karma, action. Kshetra means field. Striving to attain the ideal behavior in every action, the dharmakshetra, kurukshetra, demands that we are each fighting our own battle. This battle is continuous, it is ongoing, it is ever present, it is the same for all of us. At any time, selfishness can raise its ugly head and tell us that it is not necessary to give the most or the best. The attachments of the ego can dramatically call out what's in it for me. And therefore, it is necessary to study the Bhagavad Gita as it relates to our own personal struggle, not necessarily how Arjuna resolved his dilemma. More importantly, how am I going to solve mine? Hence, a new translation. This translation strives towards the ideal. It is our aspiration to define every word, every name of every character, every attribute of every participant in its highest idyllic sense. We may stretch the limits of the grammarian's patience. We may step on the toes of the historian's revelations. We may even fail to concur with sectarian theology and even the accepted dogmas of academic philosophy, but we are seeking the highest ideal in every word we are reading. Therefore, a new translation. We are searching for inspiration in every verse of the Gita. Enough of the histories of yesterday. We are looking for what can be applied to today. The Mahabharat is extremely entertaining. It is without doubt epic poetry. It conveys the history of a people, the succession of a lineage, the struggles of a family, along with being a repository of literature, theology, philosophy, a true epic. The Bhagavad Gita is contained in one small part of the Mahabharata. It comprises a mere seven hundred verses of an epic tome one hundred thousand verses long, yet it has synthesized Vedic philosophy so succinctly that there has been the most it has become the most widely translated book of Sanskrit r- literature. The allegory as we share it tells the story of a blind king whose name literally means custodian of the nation or whose nation continues. Practically, he plays the part of blind ambition. His oldest son is named Defender of Evil, Duryodhana, who is selfishness incarnate. Defender of Evil is constantly plotting how to deprive his cousins, the sons of who is without prejudice, the Pandavas, of their share of the kingdom. Just look at the actual etymology of some of the names of the cast of characters mentioned in the first chapter. Commanders of the forces of darkness. Dhritarashtra, custodian of the nation, or blind ambition. Dhrjadan, defender of evil. Drone who injures his foes with weapons. Bhishma, who rules fear. Karn, who listens to others, or from Kri, who thinks himself the doer. Ashvatthama, who has the strength of a horse or the obstinacy of a horse commanders of the forces of light pandu the brother of dhritarashtra literally who has no color or who is without prejudice yudhisthira who remains committed to dharma the ideal of perfection arjuna the clarity of pure devotion, drishtaketu, the continuity of light, sahadev, equal to the gods, virat, brilliantly shining, Shaibya, the son of unselfishness, kumtipoj, who enjoys taking away the deficiency of others. Even the, the name of Krishna must be understood in its most divine sense. kakara karanadehap, Rakara suksmadehasyad, isha shabda adhipati, na prathaksha Prakash. The letter ka means the causal body. The letter ra means the subtle body. The word isha means the supreme lord of all. The syllable na is the illumination of the perceivable form. vasarva karma syad, isha shabda chaitanya prakash, na padabhyakti rupaha. Krishna arthasrishti para The meaning of the letter cream is the one who performs all action the word isa means the illumination of consciousness the syllable na means individual form the meaning of the word Krishna is he who is beyond creation mm-hmm. Krishi shabda damark full prakash Krishna srishti malikarthabyak the meaning of the word krishi is the cultivator of the field of the ideals of perfection. The meaning of the syllable na is the flowering of each and every flower. Krishna is responsible as the gardener of creation and grants the fruits of all actions. Kapabartha adhikaran, rishi shabda gyan prakash, na mullartha parampara, bhakti krishna nitya shamashti The meaning of the syllable ka is the first cause. The meaning of the word rishi is who eliminates wisdom again. The root meaning of na is the individual most supreme. Krishna is the eternal form of the universe. As you can see, the understanding of the names of the cast of characters is of paramount importance. Just who is conducting this dialogue with whom? Who are the opponents in the battle, and what is this kingdom they are seeking to win? Especially throughout the discussion, Krishna calls Arjuna by many names which describe his qualities, his attainments, and depict the epitome of respect with which a guru instructs his disciple. In return, Arjuna addresses his guru Krishna with various epithets which convey the sense of privilege from a disciple receiving valuable instruction from the guru he conceives to be the incarnation of the respected supreme divinity of all creation. These names and qualities are extremely valuable to an understanding of the relationship between guru and disciple and also add a significant dimension to the understanding of the text. For that reason, they have all been translated and included in the present text along with an identification as to whether they apply to Krishna or Arjuna so that the reader can be free from any confusion. The respected supreme divinity as a name of Krishna and clarity of pure devotion as a name of Arjuna have been left without identification because of the repetitious use and a complete glossary of names has been added as an appendix. The ideal of perfection is constantly evolving, changing its form according to the variety of circumstances which cause the interaction of all that lives. Bhagavad Gita sings a song of inspiration and conveys the greatest blessings of purity and clarity in understanding that ideal. What is devotion? What is wisdom? How do the paths intertwine? Understanding Krishna to be the Supreme Lord of all action and Arjuna, the clarity of pure devotion, struggling to manifest the ideal behavior in every action, let us tune into the dialogue which will inspire all of life to become one with the soul of existence. Let's chant the Sanskrit.